0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the national redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start, or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have. Or I should say, we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where New Dynasty Gamers, Intermediate Dynasty Gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty Gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really. It's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100, mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And being a patron is the only way to make it on the fantasy fixer upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to TrophySmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $50. Nine ninety-nine value by entering in the promo code dwz ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like you put it in the cart you add the ring to the cart you add the promo code dwz ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street so if you're looking for the best you want to be the best in the game you want to have the best league in town Go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday. But if you're watching live on YouTube, happy Sunday. And welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, D People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we're going to be doing the Dynasty Preview of the NFC East. And I could not cover the NFC East without the biggest Cowboy fan I know. He hails from Chicago, which is weird, but he's our very own Kyle August, at Kyle Month 8, co-host of the Fantasy Football Smackdown, found here every Tuesday on the DWZ Football
1: Network. Kyle,
0: what's going on, man? Like the hat?
1: Uh up, Memphis? Appreciate that. Yeah, I get that all the time. They're like, people are like, hey, are you from Texas? I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm from America. And that's how I uh, leave them one in Mar. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I do. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a Colts fan. I do live in Indianapolis. Now, if the Colts hadn't have been here, like my father when he grew up, it's like Indianapolis, uh, if you're familiar with like driving across the U.S., it's uh, Interstate 70. It runs from like St. Louis through Indy through Columbus, Ohio. And in Indiana when I grew up, if you grew up north of 70, you were a Bears fan. If you grew up south of 70 – you were a Bengals fan, but luckily by the time my fandom really kicked in, the Colts were here. We suffered a little bit with Jeff George, you know, There, <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, what do you want us to do? Um, uh, I mean, we had, we had Josh Rosen before Josh Rosen, although, you know, Jeff, Jeff George had a hell of an arm, but anyway, yeah, yeah. um, thank you for joining me, man. Live on YouTube, live on a Sunday. I uh, had some commitments, wanted to make sure that we had Friday's edition of the Dynasty divisional breakdowns coming up. But, uh, this is the advantage of subscribing on YouTube. You never know when we're gonna go live. And on YouTube, you get these shows usually early, sometimes a day. Normally we record, I'll use the FF Smackdown, the Fantasy Football Smackdown. You guys normally record live on YouTube Monday nights for a Tuesday podcast. But, Uh, This is way early. So super excited to have you join me. This is your division. Are you ready to talk Cowboys?
1: Absolutely, man.
0: No, 100%. 100%, he said. All right. Uh, Make sure you're hitting us with those five-star reviews. That's how we grow the show. And subscribe everywhere. Again, if you're subscribed everywhere, you don't miss a thing. And can't read any new reviews if you don't write them. So hopefully by the time we come back here live on Tuesday night, for a Wednesday pod, we'll have some of your reviews to read. You can check out the show at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're not on social media, you can email me. You can email me at DynastyWarZone at gmail.com. Kyle, you guys have an email address over there for the uh, the FF Smackdown?
1: Uh, no, DMs are always open. So if you're on the Twitters, uh, you dabble, dabble in that devil sphere. Uh, you can always hit me up on that month eight, always available whenever uh, people need a hand. Excellent.
0: Well, we've got Kyle here. Um, we're going to be breaking down the NFC East. I am going to take just a word, if you're listening to this on podcast form, we're going to take just a word and hear a word from our patron. All right. Thanks for checking out the patron. Again, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Kyle, are you ready for the newest hit segment of the Dynasty Warzone? Yes, because I've been looking forward to this. Let's let's do it. Okay, th- this has gotten us a little bit of heat, but we've gotten a little bit of love, too. And it is called Good People, Bad Tweets. Now, I do want to give a shout-out. I do want to give a shout-out to one of the fastest risers in the fantasy and dynasty space. Her name is Steffi Smalls. First of all, she cracks me up. She puts out amazing content. It's not about her football takes. She's just fun to follow because she's enjoying life and, and she's cracking me up. And she posted a tweet one time. It literally made me crack up. And I, I thought to myself, man, that's a good person and that's a good tweet. And I was like, wait a second, how many good people have I seen out there with a bad tweet? So tonight we actually have two. Okay. You ready?
1: Yeah, the, let's the, do it.
0: The, 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 the first one, so do you remember on Friday around, like, between breakfast and lunch, the tweet came out that Michael Thomas had had surgery in June and was going to miss four to, uh, three to four months? hmm Yep. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, today, approximately, eh, we'll say three o'clock, the jackasses over at NBC Sports Edge tweeted out, that Michael Thomas could miss 12 to 16 weeks. Okay, let me ask you a question. You're a smart guy. You do you you did go to Chicago public schools, but it is what it is. How many weeks
1: are in four months? You know what, I've, I've, it took me a while, but quick hashtag math, I'm gonna go with uh, 16. That yeah. is correct. So this is
0: the biggest load of bullshit, hogwash, clickbait, and, and I should be used to it, but I'm not gonna retweet it. I'm going to tell you not to retweet it. This is what I like to say is stop making famous people uh, more famous by tweeting the dumb shit they say. This is the Skip Bayless rule. It can be the Colin Cowherd rule. It can be the Stephen A. Smith rule. But for us that consume fantasy and dynasty content, stop retweet, even in anger, even in anger. Because someone doesn't realize your anger. They go to this tweet, they get the click, and then they tweet this shit some more. Stop supporting these clickbait bastards and their bullshit. Normally, when NBC was Roto World, remember the good old days like two years ago of Roto? It was great. You had the app. This time of the year, it was
1: special, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The app was the best, man. It just You could catch up on everything and just like a couple swipes and you were good to go. And then all of a sudden, one day, open the app up and it was like, we ain't here no more. That was a sad day.
0: I, re- I really wish they weren't here anymore. They used to do a service. Now they can do us all a service and go the fuck away. All right. Well, there goes my potential landing spot of a full-time gig at NBC. <laughs> but you do dumb shit. As I tell my son, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And then I have one more. I have one more. This is a bonus good person. And this is a good person, by the way. It's Michael Fabiano, formerly of the NFL Network, now currently with Sports Illustrated. And he hosts a... Uh, weekly radio show with a friend of the show, Bob Harris. You know Bob Harris of uh, Sirius uh, XM Radio. And a couple of weeks ago, he ranked his all-time movie villains. Kyle? uh w- w- When you think all-time movie villains, give me some names. G- g- give me some names that if Kyle August, I know I'm putting you on the spot. You I are, did, you are, you are. I didn't give you a heads up that I was gonna ask you this question. But give me some all-time movie villains. Top of your head.
1: I mean, Darth Vader, the Joker. Number one with a bullet. Number yeah, two. They... <laughs> okay. What else you got? Bane? Yeah. B- Bane's pretty good. Yeah. Thanos? Uh, <laughs> yes. I was going to go with, uh... oh, man. That, yeah, you put me on this. Those, those are the easy ones. Those are dunk at home, clear off the top, for sure.
0: All right. All right. So I'm. for those that don't know a lot about me, I'm a huge Mafia movie fan. My all-time favorite movie is Goodfellas, followed closely by The Departed but I do have a very special spot in my heart for the Godfather trilogy. And I'm reading Mr. Fabiano, and you know, he has Darth Vader. He has the Joker. And then all of a sudden, there it was at number seven, Vito Corleone. What in the fuck are you talking about? He was the victim of a drive-by shooting. He was the father of the protagonist of the whole movie. If you want to talk the Turk, you want to talk Salazzo, you want to talk the other families that plotted to kill Vito Corleone, no no question. Vito Corleone is not a villain. He's an anti-hero at the absolutely best, Michael. I love your work. I love you with Bob on XM. I love your written content. I used to love you on the NFL Network. But that, Bob, Mike, you are a great dude, and that is a trash take. Vito Corleone is not a villain. Write that down, kids. Vito. Cor- now, when you think you've seen The Godfather,
1: I, I have. Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, you
0: probably not seen it as many times as I have. No, not
1: anywhere near. <laughs> at
0: any time, at any time, did did you feel like Vito Corleone, played by the wonderful Marlon Brando? I think he won an Academy Award. Actually, that's a trivia question. You mentioned the Joker, mm-hmm. the character of Vito Corleone and the Joker are the only cinematic character to have had two separate actors win the Academy Award for portraying them. It was Heath Ledger, and I'm drawing a blank Uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. for the Joker, and it was Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando for Vito Corleone. So when I say the name Vito Corleone, at any point do you think villain?
1: Uh, it, it wouldn't have been, and I will admit it, I haven't seen as, the movie as much as you. I think I've maybe watched the trilogy twice uh that's something i probably should correct i gotta you gotta pump uh,
0: those up man those are rookie uh, numbers
1: uh, that is that is that's rookie status but no it wouldn't have been uh that wouldn't have been like you know villain that wouldn't have jumped out at my head as far as that goes and make you make a great argument so i won't go against you here
0: (laughs) now i gotta scrutinize this guy's fantasy takes yeah i I can't trust you with movies that's like step one in our relationship damn right All right, man. So here we go. We're going to get into this divisional breakdown. Again, thank you so much for jumping on with me. Uh, You know, as it relates to this division, this is your division, um, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure we're going to talk about some Dallas Cowboys real soon but you you are my guest man before we get into the show what's going on with the smackdown what's going on with you and jake i know you're working on getting dr kyle that's right board certified doctor of physical therapy dr kyle you're going to try to get him on in season to break down injuries but let me hear it from you sir
1: yeah man so we're uh actually well if you're watching this on youtube or if you're not and you're listening on the podcast later in the week uh, the Monday night, the 26th of July, you Memphis are joining Jake and I, uh, also our buddy Dallas from the rookie rundown here on the Warzone network. He's going to be joining us live in the YouTube studio for a redraft mock draft, uh, mock draft 2.0. Cause we did one with, uh, all the three of us and Jerry, uh, just about a month ago. So it's a good time to do another one, roll it back. And then August, man, we at the SmackDown, Jake and I are going to be hitting the positional previews hard. I got a really fun format. I think people are going to love. It's going to be fast paced. We're going to cover every damn player that you need to know about to get ready for 2021. And then also starting in August on Wednesday nights, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be doing a live Q and a on the YouTube live streaming it. So, much more interactive than our normal shows at the SmackDown on Monday nights. Looking forward to hanging out and talking football with some guys and just and just kind of shooting the shit a bit. So that's going to be a ton of fun, and that's going to get us all ramped up and ready to go because in-season, yeah, we're going to be bringing it, waiver-wire shows, game previews, answering your start-sick questions. It's going to be a ton of fun. So, man, I'm looking forward to some football. As uh, my buddy Dave Richard on Twitter tweet- tweeted today, only seven more Sundays. So we got a lot of work to do.
0: We do have a lot. I'm going to be helping out with that Wednesday show. That's why I'm starting to get in the habit of recording some shows on Wednesday. I want to jump in there with you and Jake. You never know who else from the DWZ team, maybe Tyler or Lou or Jerry. or You never know who may stop by to answer your redraft questions live on YouTube on Wednesdays. So again, you got to subscribe. We're going to start that not this Wednesday, not the 28th, but the following Wednesday. We're going to do that on August 2nd, and that's going to be the FF Smackdown, guys. Second show, I, I, we're getting them up and running early. we got to get Jake. He's got to get stretched out, get ready for that big season run. But, man, training camp's here. If you're listening to this in podcast form, most, I think 99.9%, I just want to make sure I don't miss a straggler here or there, but most camps, most everybody was in camp by the 27th. So if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, that's in two days. If you're listening on Friday, that was three days ago. So, Kyle, you know, everyone's getting in camp one of my
1: favorite times of the year. What's your favorite part about training camp? Uh, Really? It's just uh, trying to see all the little nuggets that hopefully don't get too buried that you can try to put, just put in the back of your mind just a bit. Um, You know, I follow, I follow a few beat reporters, at least one for every team. I try. Uh, Obviously I follow a ton of Cowboys beat reporters. So right. And right now with the Cowboys playing the hall of fame game, they're already doing practices over the last few days. I believe they had their third or fourth practice on Sunday. So, you're just hearing all these reports of who's standing out and who's, you know, what signing's looking good already out of the gate. And, you know, you got to weed through some of the the fluff pieces still this time of year, but it starts to get a lot more serious. We've just dealt with months of the speculatory, you know, articles like, oh, this guy is going to get cut. Well, then you click on the thing, it's like, that was just a projection by some guy who's you know, hangs out with the team. Sometimes that wasn't any from any coach or anything like that. Now we're going to get it firsthand from these teams. Obviously hard knocks is a ton of fun because that gets you feeling like you're in it as a Cowboys fan. I'm looking forward to that spectacle um, that the HBL is going to bring us this year. But uh, I just love those, those little notes you can kind of takes kind of store away a bit. I know just as recently as last year, right? New England backfield, usually just completely muddled. Everyone's Damian Harris. This dude is ready to go. Breaks his finger. Like, you know, it, right before the season starts. And then it people broke my heart about him. He right. broke my heart in I his finger. <laughs> but came back mid after, what, six, seven weeks and was a startable, usable fantasy option for you guys. So, like, stuff like that, that's an example of something you can just tuck away and then use it either at the draft or in season when these names start popping up on the wire. So, um, yeah, I just love feeling like kind of, you know, getting plugged in and actual, actual news hitting the wire, you know?
0: Uh, absolutely. And one of my favorite things about training camp, I started doing this two years ago. I created an Instagram burner account. Not for the reasons that you think. All that I follow on this account is I follow all 32 NFL teams, that's it. Zero followers, 32 32 follows, all 32 teams. I look at the stories, I look at the posts. It's so much fun. I can, ju- without any context, and I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter way more than I probably should be. Double check with Mrs. Memphis, she will validate that statement. But. Dude, you can just sit there and scroll. You can sc- scroll the stories. You can see who's looking good, you know, who showed up in shape, who's looking lethargic. I don't know. I, I find that incredibly fun because you can get that on Twitter. You can get those same thumbnails and-, and small videos, except you always get some dickhead's opinion that I really don't want, like mine. I could be that dickhead. <laughs> so, um, but we're going to jump into this. So, as camp's popping off this week, man, give me a player for Dynasty from a Dynasty standpoint. Give me the player you're trying to buy before
1: his price goes up. Well, the name that uh, I I came I came with what I really thought, uh, and this hopefully I'm trying not to be too Cowboys loaded with this, but that's is the best that's the best damn offense in this division, Uh, and in my opinion, it's not really close. Um, It helps when you also have the worst defense, probably in the NFL. So, um, me personally, like I've been doing some startups, I've been looking. I I am of the opinion that C.D. Lamb. Is a top five dynasty wide receiver. Most people, he's in I'm my not, top five, I, and he should be. And if so, but if anybody is not treating him that way, you need to get him now because this is your last opportunity. Remember Back to the Future Three, where they had the little train thing. There's that sign, the point of no return. This is it. That train's a chugging, and it's we're are approaching that sign. So if you want CeeDee Lamb on your team, he's going to be almost borderline unacquirable here. Any day. I mean, he's already snagging one handed catches in camp, doing all this stuff. No Amari Cooper right now because he's the pup. Lamb's going to get a lot of run this year, and he's paired with Dak Prescott for at least the next four seasons. So this is your shot on Seed Lamb. But I'll throw a little bonus in there, um, sticking with the Cowboys because I know Seed Lamb's expensive as hell. If you want a guy that you want to acquire right now for Dynasty, I'm still on the Blake Jarwin train. Uh, Schultz was awesome last year to a fill in role, ninth in the league amongst tight end and targets with uh, 89. But Jarwin, one catch in one game into last year tore his ACL, but he's already practicing. He's ready to go. They're going to give him some days off to monitor everything, but I think he's going to be good to go. And this is a guy the Cowboys believe in. Just gave him a four-year contract just last year before the 2020 season, and he just turned 27. So he's not super young. He's not. He doesn't have that rookie hype or whatever on him. The dude is buried in ADPs and rankings like he's non-existent. I think this guy has tight end one upside in an offense that's going to throw the ball a shit ton that is a that is a unit of measurement when it comes to this offense for sure has been blake jarwin if you if you want him if you need a tight end if you want a spot start guy this is a guy that i think you can add right now and get at least a couple seasons out of at low tight end one production
0: yeah and if you think you can wait on blake jarwin i know sometimes you can try to buy the acl dip these guys Mm -hmm. come back from the acl they tend to start a little bit slower their snap counts can be a little bit lower but i think the first past completion of Dallas Cowboys camp this year went to Blake Jarwin, if I remember correctly. And if he pops in camp, he he is not going to get cheaper because I'm going to talk about tight ends here in a couple of picks or a couple of questions rather. But uh, my guy is your rival. There's a lot of rivals in this division, but it's the Philadelphia Eagles. For me, it's Devonta Smith. Whether it happens this season, whether it happens next season, I'm I'm sorry, I've been on the anti-Jalen Hurts for Dynasty train since day one I was the conductor I'm all I'm all aboard the you want to run him in 2021 cool good for you but this is the same outfit that benched him for Nate Sudfeld so that they could quote unquote see if I have to tell you what you have in Nate Sudfeld you got a different problem (laughs) But, but regardless of the quarterback I think at some point in the very near future it could be Aaron Rodgers, it could be Deshaun Watson This team, if you go by Vegas and Vegas has Philadelphia projected as the eighth worst over under number of any team. And if you disagree with Vegas, by the way, you can bet them. You can put your money where your take is because they'll be more than happy to book your action. So per Vegas, they're the eighth worst team. So let's say they finish where Vegas projects them to. They finish eighth. They're gonna have a top eight pick. They're gonna have a second first from the deal they made with Miami. When they went from six to 12, Miami gave them a first. Then they traded Carson Wentz to the Colts. We all seem to believe that Carson Wentz should be able to net them a first in return. That's three firsts. You think you show up on Houston's doorstep? Deshaun Watson's legal troubles are gone by March of 2022, and Deshaun Watson is a Philadelphia Eagle. I think I think Devonta Smith's going to be okay. You know, we look at we talked about your guy, Ceedee Lamb last year. Ceedee Lamb was just shy of a thousand yards receiving as a rookie with. Dominic Denucci was that his name? Denucci, Di- Di- <laughs> Dominic yeah, Denucci, <laughs> Andy Dalton, and he still had 968 yards. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think Devonta Smith could will probably be hovering around a thousand yards too. And I I just think that you're going to look back in a year and you're going to wish you had bought this guy because all of a sudden he's going to get a QB upgrade. Could be Rodgers. you never know. But they're going to have three firsts. They could give literally three 2021 firsts, or excuse me, 2022 firsts and they're 2023 they could give four first for a quarterback that's going to buy a lot of quarterbacks. so this guy's going to get a quarterback upgrade in the not too distant future man give me all the devonta smith what do you think about devonta smith now you were going to be facing him as a cowboys fan no matter what because the giants had him all queued up and dallas traded with philadelphia (laughs) to get ahead of the giants in a bizarre move but what are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on smith not only from a dynasty standpoint but give us a couple of nuggets uh, from a redraft standpoint. That's kind of your bag.
1: Yeah, uh, for and for redraft, I don't want any part of this, man. Like I am, I am, uh, I'm on board with uh, 2021 Jalen Hurts for fantasy. Go ahead; he'll he'll put up some fantasy numbers. But I am scared to death of him as a passer. I'm also afraid of their commitment to Hurts long term. Like you said, Memphis, I you know this is a a, a new regime coming in already. This is a team that has a ton of assets to acquire a a much better quarterback. Uh, and, and I think they could it do that.
0: seems like the worst kept secret in all of football.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like this is already we're not even we haven't even kicked off camp yet. It's been months of all this talk about, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, could be replaced already. You know, there was a, there was some fear that that was going to happen for the Jalen Hurts people out there. There was some fear that was going to happen in the draft. And then they scooted back and that gave everybody a little bit of relief. So they didn't have to sit there on draft night. Popping an acids, but um, for for twenty twenty one, I don't want Devonta Smith because his vow va- his uh, redraft value right now is he's going too early. If he's taken anywhere in the first eight rounds, I don't want that guy at all. He's got to get double digit or later um, because to me, he's right there. He's in the same tier as Elijah Moore. He's in the same tier as Terrace Marshall. Like I'm, I'm fine just taking D'Arthos Waddle, whatever. They're all way behind Jamar Chase, and they should belong in the double digit rounds. You can get one if you want them. Um, for dynasty purposes, I. It's not that I, I, I'm on board with the fact of like, hey, once we get through 2021, I think that he, he's going to get a quarterback upgrade. Um, or Hertz is going to prove himself, one or the other, right? Because if he doesn't prove himself to be any better, Eagles aren't going to stick around with him, right? So for Dynasty, I'm, I'm okay, uh, getting him if you want him, but I just think his price tag is going to dip and you can, you can get him later. He, I did look up his ranking because I have him on here for another category, but he's wide receiver 23. Um, over at DLF and their rankings, for me, he wouldn't be that high um, just because I, I'm a, I'm a little concerned that this dude is a twig, but I'm a little bit more concerned that I just don't know what his quarterback situation is. So for right now, he's not a, he's not one of my guys, but I think uh, better days are ahead versus what we're going to see in 2021.
0: All right. Well, I, I'm a big fan of the talent. I, the, the, the slim thing doesn't bother me as much being a Colts fan. Mm -hmm. And the way the NFL is officiated. So, but by the way, on on the way out, on the way to the next category, before we talk about players that we're looking to sell once training camp gets going, this is what the Philadelphia Eagles front office is telling all of you people that drafted or traded for Jalen Hurts since his breakout.
1: You fucked up. You trusted us. (laughs)
0: Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, told you right there.
1: It had to be them, yeah.
0: You you trusted them. You fucked up. All right, anyway, the player that you're looking to sell once training camp starts next week. So for me, I'll go first, I'll give you a break. For me, it's Dallas Goddard. And I know, I know he is a uh, dynasty darling, for, for lack of a better term, but I did a little research. Broke out the pen, broke out the websites, So of the 2018 tight end draft class, here's some notable names for you. You have Dallas Goddard, Mike Gusecki, Mark Andrews, and Hayden Hurst. Now, here's an interesting thing. Dallas Goddard has as many tight end one seasons as Hayden Hurst. Mike Gusecki has two. He finishes the tight end 12 and 19 and the tight end 7 last year. Andrews, he's been great. Tight end 17, tight end 5, tight end 6. Goddard, tied in 20, tied in 10, tight in 20. And I, he's 26, you're looking for this magic breakout as if Zach Ertz is going to leave and all of a sudden, he's just going to be the man. And they got to figure out how to re-sign him next year. Now, I know that he could be potentially getting, a, but here's the thing. He's going 80th overall. Now, you use DLF, ADP, I use Fantasy Pros, ADP. I can get Mike Gesecki. I can get Mike Gusecki almost two rounds later. Uh, uh, give me the discount on Mike Gesecki for their careers mm-hmm. the difference in Mike Gusecki and Dallas Goddard and fantasy points and PPR this is not tight in premium this is PPR is 16 16 PPR points across <laughs> their career Mike Gusecki the better athlete don't believe me go to player profiler run both of them through, through the search engine so for mm-hmm. me give me Mike Gusecki two rounds later I'm just so over it you know it's gonna happen Kyle, do, do you know why the Native American rain dance works?
1: <laughs> uh, no, <laughs>
0: because they don't stop dancing until it rains.
1: There you go. Th- th- Dan, I didn't that's... know where the hell you were going. Oh no, like, I'm not going I'm politically not. incorrect. Oh I, no, th- th- I was just like, I don't know th- what th- 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 th-
0: this <laughs> is. This is merely to say that they, they don't give up. Yeah, they don't relent until it happens. This is exactly how I feel about Dynasty truthers on Dallas Goddard they're just not gonna quit until it happens mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden two years from now all of a sudden he's gonna have a top five tight end season they're gonna be like see see
1: yeah I
0: told you see see that's my point at some point if, if you stick around long enough the thing happens it's called the Devonte Parker corollary <laughs> you stick around long enough eventually you get what you thought happened you get to point the dirty finger and say you were right but I really don't think so. At his cost, at tight end seven overall in a startup, I'd much rather wait till later in the draft and take a flyer on an Adam Troutman, a Gerald Everett, a Tyler Higbee. Mm -hmm. On better offenses, I'm sorry, but Gerald Everett is gonna be on a better offense than Dallas Goddard. Tyler Higbee is gonna be on a better offense than Dallas Goddard. Blake Jarwin, there's so many guys that are gonna be in better situations than Dallas Goddard. I know you've been told you have to love him forever, but you really don't. So I'm gonna sell him, especially the minute Zach Ertz gets moved. If mm-hmm. I can move Dallas Goddard, maybe I gotta add a smidge and I can get TJ Hawkinson, or I can maybe add a little bit more and get into that next tier of the the Kittle, Kelsey, Waller range, okay. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I am tired of waiting for this to happen. My dancing shoes are off. I'm done. I am not waiting any longer. Get da- Dallas Goddard the hell out of here for a premium, and I will wait until the Zach Ertz news. Either he gets cut or traded.
1: Yeah, and the thing with the thing with Ertz, we we're waiting all all summer, and the whole thing was like, yeah, they can cut him and, and or clear some cap. But at this point, what are we doing? I mean, what are they got to clear cap for? Are they bringing somebody else on? So I don't know that the Ertz will be gone at all. The minute he is, the value goes up. But I think even now, the price on Goddard is what you can get for him is better than what he's going to produce for you um, on your dynasty teams. It's just, it, it's at that cliff. If you don't have one of those top five guys right now at tight end, you might as well just join the rest of the group. That's all out there, you know, just piling one together, right. With band-aids and duct tape. Um, you, you know, I, I like Noah Fant fine. You, if you want to throw him in that top group, because it's heading into year three, see how it goes. I get that. But you mentioned Gasicki two rounds later and a bunch of other names that are even further out than that. I'm fine. I'm fine uh, getting out while the getting's good on God before we all realize that he's maybe not that top five guy that we were hoping for. So, um, so for me, a player that I'm looking to sell once training camp starts next week, I've, I put on here Jalen Hurts, but it's just because this is going to be a running thing all year. Like it, it's 2021 or bust, and I think you want to get out from under if you can. But um, we'll we'll shy away from just bagging on him all night. And I'll put Kenny Galladay on here. Um, he turns 28 in November. He's in a new offense. Um, I'm not saying that he can't have a good, uh, 2021 season. I have him inside my top 24, but I just think that this guy is somebody that the name is more value than what, uh, is going to bring you more value than what he can produce for you. I think that if you look at this guy a year from now, he's going to be, he's now, now he's going to be 28 and that number means nobody wants him. So you got to get out while the getting's good. And then people realize that, you know, most of the time, you're not going to pull that over on somebody that. You know, they know Galladay's been around for a while, but he has but he came in the league older, so people might not realize that he's that much older. And as much as I want to believe in Daniel Jones, uh, and take the shot on him where the price is right, is that this is an offense that also he threw ten touchdowns in last year, right? So uh it's really crowded there in New York. He is he is and should be the alpha for the Giants. Um, right away but we're I'm just a little bit afraid of what this is all going to look like a year from now uh, and I think the chances are that it's worse than it than it is now with some optimism going in with some of the unknown so um, for right now Galladay is just a, a player in this division I think has a good amount of value that you can get something for and I, I don't really see you losing on that when you're sitting back looking at your roster in July of 2022. So
0: again I have uh, fantasy pros dynasty uh, ADP pulled up they have Kenny Galladay going as the wide receiver twenty-two, right around the four or five turn. So let me let me read you a few names in that category because here's the thing: Kyle is an amazing redraft content provider. He's been doing it for years with the Football Fellas, the uh, the Ball Blast team, and now we're lucky enough to have him over here. But he is a hardcore Dynasty gamer. So a couple of guys in his range. Let me play a little quick. Would you rather? You ready for Dynasty, yep. not for redraft? Yeah. So- Deontay Johnson
1: or Kenny Galladay? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Deontay, even though I'm, I'm usually bagging on him too, but I'll take Deontay Johnson.
0: Let, let me give you a guy, also a Pittsburgh Steeler. He's going wide receiver 26. I think if him and Kenny Galladay have a very similar stat line at the end of the season, I said it in our patron earlier, they asked me what I thought about Kenny Galladay. I'm like 65 for 1110. Mm-hmm. If Chase Claypool got that same stat line, I would not be surprised. What about Chase Claypool? Or Kenny Galladay? Do you take the age dip, the 23-year-old versus the 27-year-old?
1: Yeah, and, and again, with the Steelers situation, it's tough because there are a lot of unknowns, and Claypool is tied to that organization for at least another two years. But I'm still going to take Claypool. I think they're similar players, like you said, what, 60-something receptions. I think that's about what both of them can do with a touchdown upside. So I'm going to take Claypool because I think they're pretty even as of now.
0: Okay, that, that's fair. And, and, and So I think we're in... We're in agreement there. So, yeah, I I still like Kenny Galladay. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a contender's piece. Um, You you should know this better than anybody. I think if you want to see how, at least in my opinion, and that's all I have right now because I've not got any game tape or anything, if you want to see how I think Jason Garrett is going to try, keyword is try, but how he's going to try to use Kenny Galladay is the same way he used Dez in Dallas. Um, That could be hampered a little bit. I don't think Daniel Jones is as good as Tony Romo. But if you're a contender, I I don't mind hanging on to Kenny G. He can he can certainly help you. All right, no. Next one is the guy that you're going to hang on to. And and I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert. I almost went Zeke. But who's mm-hmm. the guy that that you're going to hang on to going into the season and then you're going to look back and wish like, "Damn it, man, I wish I'd have sold that guy."
1: Ah, uh, man. So, I got two I have two here. Um one of them is my boy and I love him. And I think he gets dogged a little bit too much because he still can be a dynasty asset for you for a few years, but you got to follow the money a little bit here. And I think there's some concern of what this guy's outlook is going to be as far as where he's going to be playing in 2022. And that's Amari Cooper. Um, Cooper has been a very solid fantasy asset for a while. He obviously received a crap ton of hype um, back when he was at that ripe old age, 23, 24, putting up really good seasons. And he's been around for a while. He's still just 27. He's I think he's primed for a huge year this year. I know he's on the pup right now, but I think he's going to be putting up some huge numbers in 2022 in this offense because Dallas is going to throw a ton. He's paired with deck Prescott. However, Dallas only owes him 6 million against the cap um, after this season. That is a very cuttable contract. If they feel that they can move on from Amari Cooper um, Michael Gallup is a free agent as well, so they have some decisions to make that wide receiver spot. But I think Cooper is somebody that a year from now, if he's not on the Cowboys, I cannot imagine a much better situation for him to be in. And he's another year older. Um, you know, you can kind of copy and paste a little bit of what I said about Galladay, but add on the fact of unknown where he could play. If he's on Dallas still in twenty twenty two, you feel great. But if he's not, then you're gonna kind of you're gonna be a little bit disappointed that you kind of let that sit on your roster and you lost that value. So, um. I won't go with my second one. I'll, I don't want to steal yours, Memphis, so I'll kick it back to you. But I'm going to go with Cooper. He was my number one option here.
0: I also had Amari Cooper, and, and, and for many of the, of the same reasons. And, and part of it for me is it's a combination of his ADP at Fantasy Pros. He's going as wide receiver, 16 off the board, nestled between DJ Moore and Keenan Allen. I'm going to take DJ Moore all day, every day. Because here's the thing. I was looking at Amari Cooper – I was pulling up his stats for the last two years. Eleven hundred yards, eleven hundred yards. That's the exact same thing as DJ Moore. I feel like the stat. Now he does get more touchdowns for whatever reason. DJ Moore can't find the painted area. It's weird. But uh, Amari Cooper had eight TDs in nineteen and five last year. So from a yardage standpoint, and in fairness, in fairness to to Cooper, he did have also Dominic Dinucci and Andy Bolton for a good portion of the year. But in fairness, D.J. Moore had Teddy Two Gloves in his 15 total touchdowns. A career high, by the way. Weird. Yeah. But, but for me, that, that's one thing. I can get similar production at a younger asset with more upside because he doesn't have quite as much target competition as much as I do like Terrace Marshall, Christian McCaffrey. The list goes on and on in, in Carolina. For me, it becomes name fatigue. And mm-hmm. what does Dynasty love more than anything? And that is the new hotness. Now, th- th- I could have a complete pivot on Amari Cooper 12 months from now. What I, want, th- I will finally become a buyer on Amari Cooper when he reaches this phase. Old and busted. That's all <laughs> I'm waiting for. Dynasty, Dynasty Twitter and Dynasty content providers are very much in love with the hot new thing. And I think this is the kind of guy that next year will be an extreme value as a wide receiver believe it or not this time next year he's wide receiver 16 right now i would not be stunned if he was in that wide receiver 24 to 32 range that's going to make him a wide receiver three in a startup but that's a guy that's going to give you a wide receiver two numbers and he's probably going to win you a week here or there regardless of where he lands unless he just lands somewhere atrocious so for me I'm going to wish I had sold him before the season, and then I'll be trying to buy him back this time next year. So that's my Amari Cooper. You had one more. Let's get into that since we had the same one.
1: Yeah, uh, I put Ryan Fitzpatrick on here Um, because we all know this is a one and done. I mean, this is what it is. Um, you, I think you guys talked about it on your show last week with the Saints guys. Like Their value is going to go up when someone's named a starter, but what is the real benefit of having this guy on your roster? Someone else is going to pay you more than you're going to get out of that quarterback, right? And I, th- I think that's the same with Fitzpatrick. He He could have a fine year, but this is a team that I think knows that their defense – is definitely strong enough for them to make the playoffs. They just did it last year with a bunch of you know shoe clerks out there, Memphis, chucking the ball around. So I think with Fitzpatrick, it is an upgrade over what they had last year, but I don't think they'll be afraid to pull the plug on Fitzpatrick, even if, you know, if he's not playing well. Even if he does play well, this is a guy that's a pumpkin. He's going to turn to dust on your roster. And in Superflex, people need quarterbacks. Every damn team will want this guy um, if he's out there having a solid Uh, 2021 season. So this is a guy that you can get nice value from right away. Um, But I mean, look at the team. There was a team out there that lost Philip Rivers. There was a team out there that lost Drew Brees last year. You know, these, these quarterbacks and Deshaun Watson owner, he needs somebody Aaron Rodgers owner. He's probably not feeling too good right now. If he doesn't, you know, so Fitzpatrick is somebody that you can flip. If he's your third quarterback, probably on your roster on a dynasty, this is a guy you can get something for right now, right away before he just turns to absolute dust. Um, four five months from now i mean that's that's, that's what's going to happen and it could be quicker because again i think i don't think it's a guarantee that fitzpatrick's going to run that team the entire season i think there's a chance that they could pull the plug be a little bit more conservative he's out there throwing three picks a game so i'm, I'm fitzpatrick was an obvious one to me but definitely want to throw it out there
0: uh, i agree 100 percent. I, I agree and i disagree i think the best time will be to sell him when there's an injury you know, but but I'm also gonna mirror your point. You were talking about, you know, some guys. There's a guy there there's a dynasty GM out there right now that believe it or not, in this economy are expecting Teddy Two Gloves or Drew Locke to contribute to their <laughs> fantasy football lineup. It, it's it's true, it's probably a super flex. Yeah. But someone out there is really counting on this guy. You know, he's been in the league since two thousand five. In two thousand five you were probably still in junior high. Throwing that out there, don't want to be offensive, but it, it is what it is. And he's been in the league for sixteen years. He's played all 16 games exactly 3 times. Now, in fairness to him, in those 3 years he was the starter all 16 games. But here's the thing. Washington has one of the toughest strength of schedule adjusted for a Vegas win total of any team in the league. It's a very it's a very tough schedule. I mean, they've got to play the Packers. They've got to play either Seattle or the Rams, one of those two won won the division um so that's the west the, the south mm-hmm. they got to play tamp uh, they got to play new orleans i mean they have a really tough schedule dallas is going to be better we think the giants are going to be better and this is the team that I, i'm actually picking third to finish in this division and at some point if that's the case somewhere around weeks 15 16 i could say hey what do we have in tyler Henneke?" Mm-hmm. not that he's the long-term answer at qb but what is he as our long-term backup you know, we want to see what he has on the field. He was great last year in the playoff game. So I like him. And one thing, because we can, you, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. This is why I don't think Green Bay is trading Aaron Rodgers. This is why I don't think Houston is trading Deshaun Watson. We'll cover that on the Tuesday show. Or we did cover that on the Tuesday f- show because we're time traveling on this podcast. <laughs> yes. But, but it, it's just like in Dynasty. If you trade a really good player to your opposition, the draft pick you got back for the for them, if it's theirs, is going to be worse. If you trade someone, Patrick Mahomes, and you get three firsts and one of them is theirs, the odds of it being really good are not that good. It goes up. So if you're Green Bay and you trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver right now, that one of those firsts you get back f- from Denver goes from probably being a top eight to ten pick to being in the mid-twenties because they're probably going to be a wild card team. They may even win the division. I know it seems crazy. Denver's got a sick roster. If you're if you're Houston and you trade Deshaun Watson to Philly, that team would go from being a bottom eight team in the league per Vegas to probably a contender to win that division. And I I posted that on Twitter on Sunday, and someone said, "Well, that's not likely." It happened, I, I tell you what, I saw Deshaun Watson with Bill O'Brien as the head coach take a 24 nothing lead on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Don't tell me he can't take Philadelphia and make them a potential division winner in the NFC East. That was won last year at 7-9. So just like in Dynasty, don't trade really good players to people and get there first. Just, it, it, Not going to work out well for you unless you're really excited about like the 107 or the 109, which never really gets you anything super awesome like the 101. All right, rant over. Moving on.
1: I love it. I dig it, man. Good advice. People got to know this stuff, man. This is the
0: stuff. This is why they tune in.
1: (laughs) When I get fired up,
0: feisty Memphis is is a favorite Memphis. But I'm just, it's just a lack of common sense. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Aaron Rodgers has three choices. Three. Not one, not seven, not 12. He can't trade himself. Mm -hmm. He can show up and play football for Green Bay. He can retire, unretire, and get traded next year, or he can go fuck himself. Those are his three options. That's it. Don't tell me what he deserves. Green Bay has a say in this, too. All right? This is how this works. He signed the contract. So play football or don't. Just get off my ESPN. Thank you. Get off my podcast! I just want to see. Now I'm all fired. I'm even worse because you brought up Aaron Rodgers. All right, sorry, and it happens. All right, who is the biggest upside play in this division for me? It's C.D. Lamb. I I, I know it seems, but here's the thing. Again, nine hundred. I think it's nine hundred and sixty-eight yards last year. Again, horrible quarterback play. Wherever you're getting him right now, it's a value because, barring Catastrophic injury. And I think even with an injury, I don't think his value dips too much. If he gets an ACL, knock on wood. We hope that doesn't happen. We're big CD yes. Lamb guys around here. But even if he caught an injury, you're not you're not gonna lose out on on significant value with C D Lamb. I mean he's gonna crush his ADP. He's absolutely gonna crush this division. I cannot wait to see sixteen, seventeen games of him and Dak Prescott. We we know how you feel about CD Lamb. Um, is this is this a warranted play? And then who is your biggest upside play in the division?
1: Yeah, I, again, I, like I said earlier, Lamb I think has hit the sky's the limit with this kid. Um, right away this season, uh, we said we would we would have seen better numbers with him last year. Obviously, if Dak was there, we would have seen better numbers. If that entire offensive line didn't just completely crumble to the ground in ash, so I think that you know both, a combination of both those things being back are going to be a plus, and this kid is going to have a huge leap in year two. Um, so I definitely uh, I like it. I dug a little deep on this one. I went with Dimey Brown um, as far as just somebody that I think is he's nowhere to be found. He's a third round rookie pick. So not nothing. But this is a kid that's kind of after the rookie hype dies down. You start looking around at uh, at rankings and things. You're like where, you know, this kid is not on anyone's radar. Really, you can get uh, you can get him pretty cheap if you wanted to acquire him, if you picked him up in in your rookie draft. It's a it's a solid stash option. The reason I like him is because I do think there's a path for playing time, uh, with him in Washington, even as soon as this year. I know they brought in Curtis Samuel, um, and Samuel's been a you know he's been an interesting NFL player uh, at times. He's definitely put up some uh, some acrobatic plays. He's a hell of an athlete, and he's developed into a really a good wide receiver. This is also a guy last year that they brought. You know, Robbie Anderson comes in and just and outplays him. Is 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 uh, Curtis Samuel for sure the number two option in this offense. And you know, he you can treat him like that with hesitation, in my opinion. But I think Brown is somebody that I think has some some pretty good upside. It wasn't it was uh it's not something that I'm like going I'm not burning a second on him uh if I want to go acquire him now. Uh, because this is just a division that I don't think has a ton of weapons to get excited about, to be honest. Uh, but this is at the top of that list for me of the guys that aren't extremely obvious or named CeeDee Lamb, because I love CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I think Brown is just somebody that I think is, has some really good upside uh, that you can get for cheap if you, uh, if you haven't acquired him already.
0: Absolutely a guy that I mentioned on the podcast before. And he is someone that I am keeping a very close eye on uh, when I'm watching those Instagram videos. What does his connection look like with Ryan Fitzmagic? You know, is he running with the ones? Is he running with the twos? Where is he lining up in three wide receiver sets? This is the kind of stuff, these are the nuggets where, as a dynasty GM, you can actually get out ahead of your league mates by, by doing the homework and before the, the snaps get live. Uh, I think that's great value. And, and a name to monitor is Deami Brown. All right, player that will outperform his current value for me, it's Evan Ingram, and I know, I know, I know. Um, he he drops the ball. He uh, he coats his, his uh, gloves with with cooking spray with Pam before he goes out there. Um, he 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 does have a case of the drops. But do you know how many career games Evan Ingram has started, Kyle? Uh,
1: Four, going gonna, into his fifth year. Going into his fifth. I was going to say. Oh, oh, he missed in time. I was 42. 50. Not too 50, bad. Okay. 50.
0: He's, he's missed 14 career games. You know how many targets he's got in his, in his career?
1: Going in his fifth year, I was going to, let's say, 307. Three, th- <laughs> th- th- Man, you, you're not too bad at this. 350. 300, right. in the three, ballpark. <laughs>
0: 350. He averages seven targets a game in his career. All right, how many other tight ends are you going to get at tight end sixteen per Fantasy Pros in their startup ADP? He's he's going in that range uh, of like Logan Thomas. Was was Logan Thomas a good tight end at twenty nine, or was he just was he just a part of the dink and dunk offense that was Alex Smith? I think if there's any, if I don't have a fugazi, but I promise you guys by the next time we record this podcast, I will have. The, uh, the, the Fugazi from Donnie Brasco. All I got for right now is this. Forget about it. Forget about it. So, I mean, I think J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas were, were big beneficiaries of the dink and dunk that was Alex Smith. Let me ask you a question. Can you think, top of your head, again, I'm catching you off guard. Who was the last tight end to have a really smashing season with Ryan Fitzpatrick?
1: Oh, exactly, geez. you answered my question for me.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically last last year with a combination, Gasecki wasn't
1: bad. Gasecki was yeah, tied yeah. in
0: seven yeah. last year, yeah. but by over, by, by, it's it's not like it's not like that volume is going to be there again. Mm-hmm. I think Logan Thomas was a nice story. I think it was Dave Kluge on Twitter who called him Gary Barnage two which is hurtful but is fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for me, I'll get back to Evan Ingram again. Uh, a good offense. And an offense, I mean, we've seen, again, Jason Witten in a, in a Jason Garrett offense. I just, I keep in my mind trying to envision what this Dallas Cowboys offense, and I go back to the big DeMarco Murray year. You know, they're getting Barkley back. They had Witten that year. They had they had uh, Dez on the outside. And it really feels like what they're trying to do. I know they brought in Kyle Rudolph. You know what? Last year I got really excited about Greg Olson going to Seattle. How'd that work out? Yeah, uh-huh. Worked out just like that. So for me... For me, give me Evan Ingram as tight end 16, not even a tight end one. Mm-hmm. The guy is 26 years old. He's the same age as Dallas Goddard, except he's actually been good at football. So for, for me, Kyle, what do you think about Evan Ingram? And then who, who is the
1: guy that, uh, for you? Dude, I'm usually, and I've been somebody who's crapped on Evan Ingram a lot over the course of his career and he hasn't been that bad. I mean, even last year, his end of the number, end of season numbers looked pretty poor because i believe the dude had one touchdown um you give him that is correct even, even four touchdowns you know he's sky he's probably a tight end one then um when you look at it now that's not saying a ton you know you want it, you want a guy that can at least be a difference maker when you compare him to just the pile of tight ends that uh we have to choose from outside of that top handful um but i mean i think i think you hit it right on the head you know this is a guy that uh you know should be an offense that should feature him that's done that over the course of these years yes i know he's had some struggles he's but he's uh he you know you could poke fun at him but I don't think that he's that different than Dallas Goddard I think the upside is just as, the same and they're going almost 10 spots apart amongst tight ends you know goddard has got to be around six or seven right now and start up more than likely Evan Ingram 16 is insane um I did a startup draft uh it was an auction this summer I threw out Evan Ingram and I think we've a couple bids up but then it just went crickets and I I thought for sure I was taking money off the table. That's why I put Evan Ingram out there. I when at the end of the draft, I looked at he was why he was tight end 18 in salary. I'm like, that's insane. I will take that all day. It was a tight end premium. He was my second tight end, and I felt damn good about that. Um I was we were just talking about Irv Smith Jr. on the on the SmackDown last week. And I was like, man, if I if Irv Smith can get five to six targets, that would be awesome game, right? And Evan Ingram's already done that and more. So hopefully the targets are still there. This is an offense that they've. I think the Giants have done the right thing with putting weapons around Daniel Jones to see how this, you know, to see if this is the guy or not. So it's a little, it's a little more crowded than it has been in the past. But I think Ingram is, should be still heavily featured right up there amongst the t- highest uh, targeted tight ends in the league, and that price tag is unbelievable. You should get this guy.
0: He was in PPR. He was the tight end fifteen last year if mm-hmm. you give him three let's say three more touchdowns because or give him two mm-hmm. because his last his first three years were six three and three mm-hmm. so let's give him three if, if you give him two more touchdowns he jumps all the way to tight end eight mm-hmm. you give him three yeah. you, you give you give him three more touchdowns and he jumps all the way that right there between seven and eight with gasecki so, again, yeah. Daniel Jones only threw 12 touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. We're expecting a big bounce back from that offense. So I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to buy. Who's your guy? Who's <laughs> the guy there that you're seeing the most upside – or, excuse me, the big the guy most likely to outperform? his current value.
1: Yeah. And the la- and the last thing I will just throw on there is a little cherry is I, and it doesn't always work out sometime you get Hunter Henry, but I like having the guys that are heading into contract years that could be somewhere else, because what if Ingram lands even in a better situation in 2022? I think that the guy, the price you have to pay is it's just uh you're not, you're not, you're not going to overpay at this point. And it gives you that little extra. If he lands somewhere prime where he's going to see a ton of targets still, like we've seen over the course of his career, I like that option for having Ingram and just see where it plans out. My guy, I'm staying with the giants because the dude right now, this is rankings um, over at DLF QB 22 is Daniel Jones. Uh, I, there's been, I've gone back and forth with him this summer for 2021. And where do I go? But like I just mentioned, the giants have done the right thing. Regardless of what you think of Kadarius Tony, um, you know, they're thats a weapon added. They added Kenny Galladay and free agency. All these guys are getting healthy now around Daniel Jones. That offensive line still is not great, but they're in—it's been improved over the last few years because I mean, it didn't really have anywhere else to go but down. But I think this is a year that Daniel Jones can put up solid fancy production. I like the fact that it gives you a little bit of rushing uh, around thirty to forty yards a game. That's that's good. That's a touchdown in four point per passing touchdown league people. So QB 22 for me just screams like, dude, this guy, as long as he is, you know, if he takes just even a little bit more of a step, I think the giants will stick with him and uh he's going to, he's going to outperform what his current value is for sure. Um So I've gone again, back and forth. I was super excited about Jones. It kind of backed off a little bit, but I still think when I'm seeing him outside the top 20, I think this is a guy that's worth getting excited about. And I think he can outperform that number for sure. So, uh, I'm still on the train, man. I, I'm uh, I'm not at the front of the line anymore, but I'm still on it. I'm still hanging on. I gave up my seat to a nice old lady. She's sitting down, holding a little, you know, whatever, you know, string. And uh, I'm good. To, I'm still on it, though. I'm good. I, I, as one of the original stands of Daniel Jones in this
0: space, I, I, I was getting him in the third round mm-hmm. of of Superflex rookie draft yeah. that year. <laughs> yes. I remember it was it was the the rookie draft of of Trade Attic Seven. I remember trading up to the 303 to draft Daniel Jones. Like, I, I get it. But, but this is what I love. I love quarterbacks with a chip on their shoulder as like a QB, you know, two or three. Guys like Daniel Jones, guys like Carson Wentz, guys like Sam Darnold. It's put up or shut up time. And you know what? I, th- I think Daniel Jones can, can be that guy. Um, I agree. You know, going at he's going actually as QB 24 at Fantasy Pros. He is going, this is in Dynasty, guys. He's going after <laughs> Mac Jones. He's between Mac Jones and Tom Brady. I mean, he's two off of Derek Carr. I mean, yeah. he he is a low-key Konami Code quarterback, and, and I'm a big Daniel Jones guy, so, man, I agree. If we look back at the end of the season, even if he's, I don't know, Kyle, if, if he's QB tw- 15, yeah. do, do, I mean, do you feel like you got to say, I mean, borderline you know, QB 1
1: yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I think that's completely possible uh, and something I think he can do uh, pretty easily. You know, just, you know, I know it's not, it's not a slam dunk, but the rushing is what really gives him that little extra bump, you know, and the touchdown numbers last year were atrocious. I get it. But I think he, he, if he, he's going to positive regression, bounce back a bit there uh, and in an offense again, that's surrounded by a lot of weapons. And uh, with that rushing there, he has, he can be a top QB, sorry, a top 15 QB for at least the next few years. Um, Now, and I'm fine taking that shot, especially when you can acquire him at QB 22 or QB 24 prices. It's insane, so I'll I'll, I'll keep uh, on the Jones train with you.
0: All right, it's time for the favorite category, the biggest bust in the division. Again, I've already mentioned him, but from a dynasty standpoint, it's Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry, guys. I I know you want to. Here's the thing: it's hard to dislike. It's hard to dislike good people, and he seems to be a. And I'm not rooting against him. I will gladly eat this take. I will put it on next year's bad takes and I'll be happy to do it, but I can't do a better job even though it it mirrored some of the takes that I've been using all off season. Uh, the guys over at Roto underworld has a, have a new like GM focused salary cap podcast. It's really interesting. It was Matt Kelly and some guy I'd never heard of. He had worked in an NFL front office as like a cap specialist. It was his first ever podcast. First of all, he did great. And second of all, he talked about how the Philadelphia Eagles will literally be rooting, rooting against this guy to fail, to fail as their quarterback. And, the, and again, this is the same guy they pulled last year for Nate Sudfeld. Here's the thing. They know they have to, you know, juice the value of their pick. I'm sorry, but I just, I, I could already hear the press conference. Yeah, we're going to put Joe out there. We're going to see what Joe has to bring and, uh, you know, see if Joe can give us a chance to light a spark. Because if you look at if you look at Philadelphia's schedule to start the year, it's brutal. I mean, it's an absolute nightmare, including games against San Francisco, games against Dallas, games against um, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. The first eight or nine games, they could literally be two and seven, and that's my fear. That's my fear. It's not only do you, do you not only get 2021 cut short, and then he's gone. And people who have been drafting him, and I've literally seen him in our superflex dynasty leagues, going in the top four rounds, top mm-hmm. five rounds, maybe as high as the third round, man. And, and that—that's QB one territory for a team. That's gonna sting like a bitch in about twelve months. So I'm sorry. Um, and 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 no one's mentioned the entry factor when you're a mobile QB who runs a bunch you know, the, the the potential for entry gets you know amplified pretty quickly. So um, I've, I've been a naysayer. I'm, a, I'm not afraid to take the slings and arrows. I took him a couple of years ago with Baker Mayfield, and uh, I'll take him again here. I, I, I just see him just being an absolute disappointment, and you'll wish you hadn't invested that much.
1: Yeah, I was actually just looking. I did a startup a couple of weeks ago. The Jalen Hurts went the 209. And I just remember when that pick was made, I hurt for that guy. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like that? that's unbelievable. And it had to be inside the top 10. Um, you know, as far as amongst quarterbacks, just, yeah, I, I that was the, uh, that was the one that I would throw on here. No doubt. I've mentioned earlier under the players, I'm looking to sell. Um, once training camp starts, I, I mean, I'd sell them at any point, if I can get that type of value for, them. if you can get a top 12 QB value for Jalen hurts, I'm doing it right now. And if you're wrong, you're wrong, but that you're, if you can get that value back, you you ain't gonna lose. You know, you could be wrong in the fact that Hurts it could carry that value, but you ain't gonna lose. If Let you're me ask you a t- weird
0: question. Yeah. Let me ask you a weird question. Right now in a dynasty league, someone offers you Deshaun Watson <laughs> for your Jalen Hurts. What are you doing?
1: I was just gonna bring that up. That same draft, I took Deshaun. I don't know why the hell he was sitting there because I just did a, I was doing a startup today where Deshaun went at the two hundred one. I think which. A little risky, for, rich for me, but in that same draft where Jalen Hurts went 209, I took uh, Deshaun Watson in the middle of the fifth round. I would make that swap 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10 times. I would punch accept right away, and I will take that little lottery ticket scratch off because Deshaun Watson is still going to be a superstar in this league. Obviously, I'm assuming all this legal stuff uh, plays its way out and, and he can play football. Um, I will take a year off of Deshaun Watson to take that risk every single not I don't, I, I don't even
0: think you're going to get that. It came out today uh, on Sunday as we're recording this that the NFL is just going to monitor the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks like they're going to wait until there's actual criminal charges or until the entire case is over. Well, Deshaun Watson is not due to be deposed until next February. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's <laughs> you're counting on the Houston Texans to do the right thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to end this show on Houston Texans doing the right thing because that would be us doing the wrong thing. Kyle, who was your as, biggest
1: bust? As a, and as a as a Cowboys fan and a Zeke Elliott fan, I have very little faith in the league office uh, <laughs> during yeah. these types of things. But uh, that's fine. Uh, my biggest bust, besides Jalen Hurts, uh, you mentioned him at the top, so we'll kind of it's kind of recycle a bit. But actually, my biggest bust is I don't I don't love where the value is at on Devonta Smith. Um, this this year is going to be tough. You know, and when you talked about it earlier. If you can acquire him at a at a price that lets you kind of just redshirt him for your fantasy team and start counting on him in 2022, I'm fine seeing where that plays its way out. But right now, he's inside the top 24 amongst dynasty wide receivers, and I just don't, I just don't think he's that far different than some of even his rookie class. Um, and comparing him to to even some of these sophomore guys, um, you know, I, I think he, if I had to, if just over the last two classes, like maybe he's in my top 10 of that class. You know, of those two classes. Um, I just think that his price is worth more than he is on my roster at this point. So I'm still going to categorize him as a bust, even though that's a, it's tough to that throw out there because I get that the kid is super, super talented, but the situation is a little bit concerning um, and we'll see how he adapts the NFL game. But uh, he's definitely a polarizing player when I'll be watching. I just, I'll just i be watching him on someone else's team. So,
0: All right, well, I'm going to wrap this one up the same way we started it with, with talking about the Corleone family and talking about Devonta Smith. So I'm going to give you this.
1: But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again.
0: When I say I like Devonta Smith, you can't though. No, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I I do like Devonta Smith. You don't, but we want we're not here to agree with with everybody. Um, we're here to give you the best takes and, and how we're approaching our dynasty team. Man, I super am, am super appreciative that you jumped on. Uh, we depends on when you're listening. If you're listening to this on Sunday night, and everybody from Greg to Casey to Chris to um, Darren and everybody who's been commenting on the YouTube channel, thank you so much. Uh, I've learned how to share those on the YouTube feed, so thank you. If you're listening to this in podcast, you're listening to this in the past. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're listening to a podcast from the future. But at any rate, this past Tuesday night on YouTube... And on Wednesday in podcast, Jerry and I broke down the AFC East. So a lot going on. Kyle, one more time, man. Tell us about the Fantasy Football Smackdown and uh, your
1: schedule for the next coming weeks. Yep. So uh, on Monday the 26th, uh, we're going to be doing a mock draft uh, 2.0 with a bunch of guys from the Warzone Network. So tune into that. Uh, and then starting in August, we're going to be diving into all the positional previews to get you guys calibrated back to redraft a bit so you can dominate those work leagues, those friends and family. You can show off your fancy football prowess. So we'll be killing it, uh, with the positional previews through the month of August and also. And then every Wednesday as a second show from the SmackDown, we'll be doing a Q&A, going to be bringing Jake and myself and obviously a few of these other talented guys from the Warzone Network as well, including Memphis here. So uh, looking forward to a great month of August. And then those starts, the, uh, the in-season content's going to be rolling here uh, after kickoff. And no matter what you're playing, uh, we got you covered when it comes to the start-sit advice every single week. So, man, I'm I'm super, super pumped. To be a part of this team, but also, man, just to be talking some damn real football, we finally made it. Training camp is gonna is here, so it's it's, uh, it's exciting times.
0: All right. Well, before we get out of here, I uh, I have one of one of our favorite supporters, Phil Haver. Uh, I did my best. He 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 went full Beyonce. He said, "Say my name, say my name." So I did.
1: <laughs> Phil I wasn't Haver. gonna pronounce that. I can't pronounce shit. Dude, so. dude,
0: <laughs> first of all, he he is one of the biggest supporters we have here at the DWZ. So i i can't thank him enough i can't thank you guys enough for listening we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff kyle's going to be doing some quick hitter stuff on the youtube i've, I've got his banner for his background you have his little fancy nascars on the one side it's it's sitting right here i've got to take my lazy self to the to the the ups store and, and get it shipped out because i have my autographed chuck liddell t-shirt right here that that shows my love for MMA. He's got his NASCARs. He's wearing. A, I thought he had a shirt with his own name on. it. If you're watching on YouTube, it says Kyle it does Larson say Kyle
1: on it. It does say Kyle. On I, it,
0: I just saw Kyle the Larson. A because where you were originally sitting, I saw the I saw the A in Larson. I was like, this guy's. <laughs> I, I was like, this is like going to see Metallica. They're wearing Metallica T-shirts. No one does that.
1: <laughs> can't do that. You can't, can't do that. that.
0: That's number one rule. Never wear the shirt of the band you're going to see <laughs> yeah, to the band you're going to see. But all right, man. Listen, I'm gonna give you a quick word from my man Matt over at hate brand goods um they do have a lot of good stuff that just dropped the, the the new floral bomb shorts they sold out literally like in the first day um they have some new sunglasses first time with some sunglasses uh it's a cross promotion with them and a brand called gooder and you can get a discount on all that stuff by using promo code memphis let's hear a quick 20 second commercial hate brand goods that's us you know, very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods, spread hate, always party. Yeah, there you go. If you're looking to be better at Dynasty, that's why you're here. He's looking to be better at fitness and fashion. and It's about the most fashionable I get, Kyle. I don't have Kyle Larson T-shirts. <laughs>
1: I got this for $2 at a at a flea market. So that's that's what I'm what's what I'm doing. You know, I, I I do
0: have I do have a good idea for a podcast for you and maybe someone else. I will share that with you offline. But that's until good. next time, that man's name is Kyle August. You can follow him at Kyle Month 8. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. Thank you for tuning in in the future or the past. We'll see you back here real soon. Hate brand goods, that's us. You are very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods, spread hate, always party. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some some tank tops. We have our new working harder and an ugly stripper t shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V E R I D I A N Global, viridianglobal.com, search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t shirts. Hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing.